Welcome to Radio DePaul Sport. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. You say DePaul? <laughs> you want to this redo that? Sport, this is sports <laughs> you've never heard of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Zito, and we're off to an amazing start. We're going to definitely keep that in. <laughs> this is our uh, first show back. New uh, New school year at DePaul. Not on campus anymore. Not in our little cozy radio station. Oh, man, I miss just watching people eating Sbarro pizza out on the thing and then judging them <laughs> silently. I mean, we it always was, get some interesting characters out there staring into the studio. Yeah, and now I can just stare at my cat who's rubbing himself weirdly. So, <laughs> pretty much the same. Anyway, uh, so we're back finally. And so since it's autumn, what do you usually do in fall, Trenton? What are the fall things that come to mind? Uh, sleep in bed. No, like seasonal things. Like, what do you think when you hear fall? Get the flu. <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. Okay. You got to <laughs> Most people say things like, the leaves are falling. Uh, school starts. It's time to My get nose is dripping. <laughs> a million pumpkin spice things. Why is there everything pumpkin spice now? Now they got pumpkin spice Kraft mac and cheese. Oh. 2020 truly is a bad year. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but since it's fall, it's pumpkin season. It's when you start carving out for jack-o'-lanterns, then make them into pies. And of course, what else do you do with them? You put them into a cannon and shoot them as far as you can. Because that's the sport we're talking about today. Pumpkin chucking. Jacob, is this why they're running out of pumpkin spice lattes? No, actually, pumpkin spice lattes don't contain any pumpkin in it. It's the flavoring you add to pumpkin pie, so like nutmeg and stuff. I've been lied to my whole life. Yes, no, it's a total marketing scheme. It is just like, it is, yeah, it's a marketing scheme. There's no pumpkin in it. Well, that's slightly depressing, but why don't we go into this new sport, pumpkin chucking? Yeah, there you go. You won't be depressed. So pumpkin <laughs> chucking is yearly events, usually held between September and November. That involves people hurling or chucking, or as they call it, pumpkin chunking. I don't know why they have to call it chunking, just for the rhyme. Using different mechanical means, so that could be catapults, cannons, uh, tri-buckles, a bunch of different things. This just reminds me of the robotics competitions that I participated in in high school, but like much more weird. Well, yeah, you should have added a pumpkin into it and then you would have done really well. <laughs> uh, so the event has its roots in Delaware where the world championship pumpkin chunking was held for a long time. Uh, but there are events across the U.S. And there's even a Belgium, a European championship in Belgium. So, yeah, I didn't even know they had pumpkins there. So, that's interesting. I guess uh, pumpkins grow everywhere. Where do you, do you know where pumpkins originate from? They're a new world thing. So, they came from here. I'm fairly sure it was one of those Colombian exchange things. But 
I didn't know that they like that was something they were interested enough to take there because I don't think I have seen anything pumpkin flavored. Yeah. Or in Europe. You're right. Here we here we go. It says pumpkins have been grown in in North America and Central America for five thousand years, but now they grow on six continents. So oh, six continents. Yeah. Why are they uh, growing them in Antarctica? The penguins don't. <laughs> I'm assuming they don't do it in Australia. That's why I said that. Okay. But anyway, so there's a story to why people start chunking pumpkins. <laughs> I keep messing up chucking or chunking because the chunking thing screws me up. So I added an N, then I still say chunking. This is going to happen one day. Okay. So the story goes, in 1986, a couple of guys at a local blacksmith shop wanted to try medieval games and they tried anvil tossing but there's two problems with that one throwing an anvil hurts your back and two anvils are really expensive so they invented a machine that that would do it for them instead of using anvils they decided to use board discarded pumpkins instead why then, why pumpkins though <laughs> Because I think it was when they did it was like November or something when there was all those excess pumpkins and they were in a farm area. So there was probably like a local pumpkin patch and they could take all these board pumpkins and then sell. <laughs> hey, hey, do you need these uh, these pumpkins? Uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to eat them. We're just going to launch them into the sky. <laughs> well, yeah, because certain pumpkins, there are different types of breeds of pumpkins that are made for pumpkin pie for jack o -lanterns. So they probably use the jack o -lantern kind. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So it kept growing. It kept being more people were like, I bet I could hit this pumpkin further than you. And eventually, by the 2000s, it was a televised event that generated millions in revenue and got at least 20,000 in attendance per year watching these pumpkins getting thrown into the air by evil cannon or catapults. Now, you realize I said in the 2000s. Why have I not said it's still around? Well, turns out there's some problems with having pumpkins get shot miles, like not miles, hundreds of meters in a giant cannon. One is you needed a lot of room, and they kept growing out of their location because people kept making more and more powerful cannons to shoot pumpkins. And then there was multiple injury lawsuits that, that caused them to lose insurance coverage. So the big one was in 2016, one of the cannons just malfunctioned and it blew up and all these people got hit by metal and a TV crew got hit by metal and the, they got sued. So there was no chance of them like sort of, it was for two years it was shut down in 2017 and 2018. There was no pumpkin chucking world championship. And I mean, the world was just depressed. Do they, I would hope they inspect the, the cannons beforehand. I mean, apparently <laughs> not well enough. Where oh, no. But then in 2019, the event finally returned and they left Delaware because Delaware has apparently some of the strictest insurance liability laws in the country giving some insurance facts to our listeners and then they moved to illinois in is this rantal i've never heard of this town rantal illinois and 
it is, and apparently because Illinois is the largest pumpkin growing state and the insurance things, obviously. So it was a good location to change to. Uh, it is caused, well, it's funny. And, but the problem with moving to Illinois is if all of your fans are go, went to Delaware and you haven't been for two years, no one's going to drive all the way to Illinois. So they had way less fans. So they made, they lost, I think it was like a million dollars on the event. And then this year, they're really hoping to get back and going again. But of course, we got hit with this pandemic. And now on their official website, it says, pumpkins will always fly no matter the, no matter the pandemic, just in a non-traditional manner. So I'm guessing <laughs> all the cannons are going to meet on Zoom and like shoot off by themselves. Trenton, how about you tell us the rules? This seems like a really weird event. What are the rules of this? Well, there are multiple teams and multiple divisions, uh, including air cannon, female air cannon, centrifugal. Okay, yeah. I saw female cannon, and I just thought for a second, why is there a particular category for females? for air cannons when she's putting a pumpkin in a cannon. There was no disparity in gender for that. I mean... I still don't, I've researched it. I've actually looked for a really long time for this. I still can't really find out why they did it. I mean, it's just... Is, is it being sexist and saying females can't make as good of air cannons? Is it being gender inclusive and saying make sure that people there's going to be females participating i have no idea i th- i think it's uh i think it's the second one gender inclusive i think they want uh more well, women out there participate in the regular air cannon one they can just say we're very friendly to women who are making the air cannons they don't have a limit on the number or that's, my, could... that's my problem <laughs> i just want to state that okay now go back there's air cannon female air cannon what else there is centrifugal. There is catapult. There is what is this? Torsion, trebuchet, human powered, <laughs> centrifugal, human powered, youth air cannon, youth catapult, youth trebuchet, youth human powered, youth ten and under, and theatrical. Okay, youth ten and under. I'm just gonna say it. I don't really think kids on that young should be like taking these cannons and shooting pumpkins. Yeah, I, I really I would hope that think... one's just like kids throwing pumpkins, <laughs> or or playing with I don't know Legos and making a a catapult out of Legos. That would be impressive. I would give that a little award. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so each of those divisions compete strictly for distance of pumpkin launch, except for the theatrical division, which relies on the fans voting for what they like the most. Okay. All right. So the teams get three shots and one taken on each of three consecutive days. Only a team's longest shot is scored for official results. It seems legit. You know, it's a, it's a decent way I think to score it. Okay, and then it's um they have people ride out on ATV and find the pumpkin where it landed, and they use <laughs> a professional surveyor who calculates the distance with GPS coordinates. 
on the impact. The impact mark is, is spray painted so they know where it was. They can test again. And then that's how they get the results. Uh, the one of the really core rules, though, is that the pumpkin has to remain whole when it leaves the cannon. So it's not just like chunks of pumpkin flying. So it has to be a whole pumpkin when it leaves the cannon. But when it hits the ground, it always explodes. So, but if it leaves the cannon and it's in multiple pieces, that's disqualified and it's referred to as a pumpkin pie in the sky. I see. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, what what I'm wondering is that when these spotters are going out on the ATVs to, to find where the pumpkin landed and they mark the impact point with color-coded spray paint, wouldn't the impact point just have pumpkin guts splattered all over the place? No, well, they do on spray paint so they know who it is. Because oh, true. It would just be a bunch of different pumpkins. And then, <laughs> no. A bunch of different pumpkins, and then somebody comes across these these poor pumpkins that have been splattered across the ground. They're like, yeah. something happened here. <laughs> okay. And what are the stats? What are we going to learn? Do you have a stat page? Oh, yes. So... The Guinness World Record shot is held by a pneumatic cannon dubbed Big 10-inch, and it fired a pumpkin 5,545.43 feet, which is about 1,690.25 meters. If you want the metric system, listen to a different show. Listen to the or European <laughs> version. But, no. Okay, it was in Mo, Utah. And so it got the Guinness World Record. But that's in Utah. So the record that was in the actual event, which, was in, which is in Delaware, or was in Delaware until recently, it was 4,694 feet. By Team American Chunkle <laughs> in 2013. And the thing is that the big 10 inch has competed in the Delaware one and it only got 4,162 feet. Ooh, so the thing is, it's what they think it is scientifically. It's probably just the reason big 10 inch got better when it was in Utah is the same reason that like when you when you see an NFL game in in Denver or baseball games in the NFL games the longest field goals in the NFL always occur in Denver in baseball the most home runs are hit in Denver it's because of the thin air and the high in the mountains it causes less resistance and drag so it goes on for further distance that makes sense that definitely does make sense um but Wow, that's uh, that's really a, a pretty big difference from uh, from Utah compared to Delaware. That's like a, a thousand feet. Yeah, and then we don't know. I don't know. It might be they just had really good uh, conditions that day too. We really don't know. True. Okay, but Maybe. in the 2019 winner was uh, Chunk North with 4,091 feet. 
Uh, just so you know about the other great names, there's American Chunko Inc., Second Amendment, Under Pressure, and Hormone Blaster, which was one of the female air-powered ones, which actually won the whole tournament. So there you go. See, and they don't they don't need their own category. They can <laughs> win it. I mean, like, it's it's interesting to see these these giant machines because they're basically they're literally like these massive air tanks on trailers with like a really really long barrel. Yeah, it's it's, it's and so they've been weird. specially designed for this event <laughs> specifically like for this military. Uh, cannon. It was no. They, they're specially designed for this event. And they're all like lined up in a line like artillery. <laughs> yeah, so they really should shoot, shoot them all at once and just <laughs> to see what happens. I, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of pumpkins being sprayed at one time. Okay. So what are the strategies? Like, if I'm going to build my giant cannon to shoot pumpkins. I think I'm going to call it It's the Great Pumpkin Shoot Cannon Charlie Brown would be my, the name of mine. <laughs> so what do I need to consider? So obviously I need to consider that if I'm in Utah, it's going to go a thousand yards, a thousand feet further. But uh, if I want a giant, it's got to be huge you see all the ones that shoot it fall it's just a huge uh what's the term barrel barrel there we just go like a, a really long tube <laughs> yeah i was about to say really long tube and i didn't want to sound <laughs> silly uh i said i said both <laughs> there you go but yeah um the weather is also something you got to take into account but also apparently they like make sure it's like the perfect pumpkin because if you get a crappy pumpkin in there, it's not going to do a good job. So obviously they take off the stem so it's more round, but then they got to like, they're not allowed to like really make it just into a ball, like sand it down or anything. It still has to be, this is the pumpkin. So they have to like pick their pumpkins very precisely. Yeah. And like you said, with they're, they're allowed to do a little bit of tampering with it like it's just a limited amount of tampering it's yeah they watch really closely to make sure you're not like just instead putting in a dodgeball you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean apparently the kinds with some you know thicker rhymes they all preferred because that way they'll actually make it through the cannon and they won't Mm. blow up in the cannon that's that's a fair point um, it's a very, very physics-based thing, I yeah. think. This is something math people would really like. Yeah, so, uh, any of you, uh, folks out there who are engineers, maybe, I don't know, aerospace engineers or physics majors in college, maybe you took AP physics in high school, this is, uh, this might be the sport for you. Yeah. I took AP stat to get out of that, so not for me. <laughs> okay, but con- so we always talk about controversy. We already went through it. There's a lot of injuries and insurance liability <laughs> for this whole event. 
Um, I don't think there's anything else wrong. I would say wasting pumpkins, but then yet again, we're the country that decides we're going to take, we're going to especially grow in all these pumpkins just to cut out little faces in it for one day of the year. So we waste a lot of pumpkins. So I don't think this is any different than a jack o' lantern. And we don't even use the pumpkins for pumpkin spice lattes. What are we doing? No, it's it's just the spices they put into pumpkins. <laughs> We'd we'd rather use them for jack o' lanterns instead of instead of putting it into something that. That's the thing. Spend. If you would, if it was actually just pumpkin and a pumpkin spice latte, it wouldn't taste good because That's what you think of true. as the pumpkin pie flavor is the spices they put into it. It's not the actual pie because that's just like bland goop. <laughs> is this a bad time to mention I've never had a pumpkin spice latte? I don't. I haven't. I've had some auto pumpkin spice product. I'm generally against it, though, so I don't buy it. But I've never had a pumpkin spice latte, so we're gonna get judged by a ton of people now. <laughs> okay. Apparently, apparently, we'd rather launch a pumpkin than have a pumpkin. Yeah, I'll rather. Well, yeah, actually, because I don't even like pump, pumpkin pie. Is like I eat it on Thanksgiving. I've never had a will to eat it during any other time of the year it's just because they tell us this is pumpkin pie time like <laughs> you never eat cranberry sauce any other time in the year it's the same thing so both it's just we've associated it with this holiday so we're going to eat it speaking of pies i do have to ask you get a little bit off topic are you an apple pie guy or a pumpkin pie guy or what what other pies are there well okay yeah I like pumpkin pie more because I just like the consistency of its goop. Um, <laughs> damn, we're just talking about pies now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, to tie it back to the show, pie in the sky, you know, there pumpkin pie in the sky. Yeah, there we go. Okay, we can leave <laughs> pies now. Uh, how do you improve? How would you improve this game? Is there any way to improve it? Shooting a pumpkin or a giant cannon? I mean, I. I had a, a brief moment of being like, hey, maybe they can do a, a sort of snowball fight against each other with these pumpkin launchers, but, you know, maybe not. No. <laughs> that sounds that a little was, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even take those tiny little pumpkins they sometimes sell at supermarkets that are like that small. I wouldn't shoot that at someone because – that would probably it's still a hood. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean we we should mention that these these pumpkin chuckers they're uh they're launching these pumpkins thousands and thousands of feet in distance for a reason. Like it's hitting velocities three hundred miles per hour. <laughs> I will or, say, or more. <laughs> I will say, if there was a like big foreign invasion or something, I would like to be near one of these pumpkin chucking guys and they just shoot pumpkins <laughs> enemy helicopters. I, I think there are more useful and more uh, more dedicated methods of invasion repelling. But you know, if if we were to ever run out of those, <laughs> pumpkins yeah. are a uh, yeah. Okay, but the other thing thought, what if they have people try to catch the pumpkin? So oh. 
Obviously oh. not themselves, like it's a punt, but like I'm talking about <laughs> they were in a little golf court and they got like a hoop at the back. They just try to like aim it right and catch it. <laughs> they would need a lot of a flat ground, I think. Well, it's it's done on like cornfields. It's flat ground. So they could do that. True. You just gotta, um, just gotta know there's a chance it's gonna hit you. <laughs> it okay. definitely sounds dangerous, and it the definitely sounds had, yeah. The other idea I had is if you played Battleship. Oh. Well, in the water, you put up a giant wall and you put like wooden boats, and then you just have these pumpkins, and then they like aim them and shoot them. Okay. And play Battleship with these. That's. That sounds very fascinating, actually. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, if they constructed something like that, that'd be pretty cool, I think. But I don't know um, in terms of distance, you know. Oh, well, you would just get, like, tiny ones. Yeah. I guess. Well, actually... With how far they shoot, if you didn't actually have to do a small scale battleship, you can probably do a one fourth scale of bat- battleship, and that would probably work. One fourth scale, it could probably do it. True, that's a that's a good point. Um, and then you just got to build a giant wall that so they can't <laughs> see. <laughs> that would uh, that would take a lot of pumpkins, I think. To try and sink yeah. somebody's battleship. <laughs> okay, so we should probably now get to the final decision. Is it a sport? Oh, um, uh, I mean, you know, it's competition. Well, it it's definitely a competition, yeah. But um, in terms of is it a sport? It's not very, I think, physically demanding. I mean, the whole start of it was not wanting to lift an anvil and throw it, and they're like, why don't we use a machine instead? Um, Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I suppose what would be physically tiring would be actually building the machine itself. Well, there's a human power category. There's a human power category. That one, they actually are doing something. Yeah, that one, that one in particular, I think, could be considered a sport. But in terms of ear powered, I don't, I don't think that would be under the sport category. What do you think? Uh, well, I think it again goes by your definition of a sport. Is it physical activity? I guess not, but it's still a competition, and people come out to watch it. If they had people catching it, I would say. It's Sport, but there's no captain. <laughs> so I guess it's not a sport. But here's the more important thing. Would you play it? Ooh. It seems like in quite the time commitment to put together to to building a machine for it. Yeah. Um, well you don't have to do one of the tanks yeah. you can do I mean like one of the tank like guns. You can do like just one of the like catapults or something. Yeah something more analog <laughs> something classic uh i would i think so yeah if i if i ever got a chance to or you know even just to go and watch a whole bunch of people 
firing these massive cannons with pumpkins or launching them with catapults. Well, there we go. And hey, since it's in Illinois, <laughs> this awful situation finally ends, you can go see like live events again next year. Probably year after that. But anyway, that is our show for this week. Um, we did not pick a show, a sport yet for next week. Kind of had a lot going on. But we will be back next week for the rest of this quarter. We're going to be back on sports you've never heard of. Yes. And uh, as usual, our topic next week and for the weeks after will be, indeed, sports you've never heard of. <laughs> we just don't know what it is yet. Because we, we haven't heard of it. Some, we should make some sort of competition for everyone who's actually heard of the sport. Oh. We heard of every single sport that we've done. Or, they, or we or hold a, uh, a competition for some other Radio DePaul sports staff members asking them trivia on sports that we've already done. Ah, uh, there we go. We can do a Jeopardy. <laughs> this category is Big tanks that shoot pumpkins. <laughs> there we go. That's the finale. Okay. This has been Sports You've Never Heard Of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Seto. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay six fudging feet away from me. We'll be good. <laughs> and... And make sure to save those pumpkins for the pumpkin chunkin' and not for the pumpkin spice lattes. I'll I'll chuck pumpkins at you if you get within six feet. There we go. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next week with another sport you've never heard of. Goodbye.